It's the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. Okay, and welcome to the podcast. I am your host of the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast, Steve Italiano. And today, again, we are joined by co-hosts, Aaron Koenig. Hello. And, and Britton Thompson. Hello. And this is a bonus episode. Um, we do have some new ones coming in the works here that are in the, they're in the tube, ready to roll out. But uh, this is the beginning of the blockbuster movie season for the summer. And we just couldn't pass up the opportunity to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yay! All right. So this is the unofficial start. May, the first weekend in May is kind of the unofficial start of the summer movie season. And typically something comes right out of the gate. Uh, and this this year it was um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys start off and tell, tell us what your impressions are. Well, we just saw it the other day, and I thought it was fantastic. I, uh, I, I'm a big Edgar Wright fan anyway. Um, one of my favorite movies uh, ever made is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, mm-hmm. and, uh, or Saves the World. I can't remember what it's called. But, um, so I was really looking forward to this. I think he did a, an excellent job on the first one, and I figured that this one would be you know, the same, and it was. I thought it was great. I loved the visuals. I loved uh, all the people. Um, the story, the dialogue. I mean, it was great. I agree. All of it. Like nonstop. Yeah. Funny. You know, I thought it was really good. I, I agree. I think you did a wonderful job. All right. Yeah. We saw it, uh, opening weekend also, uh, I took my wife and we went and saw it. Um, again, it, and I don't know, we go into the, we can, I guess with spoiler alerts, we're going to talk about the movie. So oh, yeah. just warning people. If you've come this far and you haven't seen it and you don't want to know what happens, turn back. <laughs> Press pause. Press pause. Come back after you've seen the movie. But, um, yeah, Bar- uh, Barbara and I, my wife Barbara and I saw it, uh, this past, uh, this, this past week when it opened and I, 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 Barbara was blown away by it. She loved it. I mean, it's got Chris Pratt in it. You know, she was just gaga, gaga. Like, cause you know, she's just married to chop liver and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I did enjoy it. Um, talking to people who've seen it, I think one thing, uh, you know, I like the movie. I don't want to give people the impression I did not like the movie. Um, but I no. was, I, I was not doing backflips out of the theater, getting ready to buy another ticket to go back in and see it. Um, Talking to some people after the fact, one thing that some people brought up that I guess I didn't think about, but in retrospect was kind of nice. We got a little bit more character development out of some people in this movie. Oh, absolutely. You know, which, which you can do in a sequel because you've, you've met them, you've got the basics. Um, and you know, the, the, one of my coworkers who saw it was really impressed with, or what really stood out with her was the development and getting to know the rocket character much better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you you actually saw that he was kind of um, damaged. You know the way they the way they juxtapositioned it with um, Michael Rooker's char- character, uh, the blue guy. I forgot what his name is. 
put um Yondu. Yondu. When they when he was talking about, you know, I'm just this cold blooded guy and I don't let anybody in and you know, yada yada yada. I've done all this all these things to, you know, make myself feel better and it really didn't do anything. And it's really, you know, it was almost like a fast and furious moment. It's all about the family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And and it, and it really made him see that he's been keeping people at arm's length and not letting anybody in, you know, given the fact that he really was this experiment, you know, for all intents and purposes. He was this, he was this um, raccoon. Right? And I love all the insults about mm-hmm. the, the, the triangle nose fox and, you know, trash can. The, the trash can. <laughs> like everybody had an insult for him, but, you know, just not realizing what he was. You know, don't call me a raccoon. And I really like the fact that, you know, he's like, oh, you know what? I am, even though I'm not human, I really have all these human qualities. I I, I agree. I really like the development of him. Right. And, uh, and that, and because he did get some screen, I mean, he got some serious screen time by himself early in the movie where, where they kind of split up. Um, uh, and I guess we should kind of get into a little bit of the story, you know. Um, we find them in the very beginning. They've kind of taken a mission, and they're in the middle of that mission to do battle with some interdimensional beast. Yeah, to uh, guard those batteries. To to guard some glorious batteries of some really <laughs> stick up their butt people. I mean, the golden people. The, the golden people. It's like, oh, we're yes. just perfect, yeah, and they're sick to themselves. And uh, to the point where if you insult them, they have you killed, even inadvertently, if you're ungracious toward them. Right. Boy, it sounds like Thanksgiving at some house, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, but we won't go there. And then, of course, you know, Rocket has to insult them mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the ultimate insult at the end. But uh, So they find themselves with a damaged ship uh, after fleeing this... Uh, basically doing their duty, but then fleeing because now they're being chased by the people they were supposedly helping and their mm-hmm. ship is damaged and they're helped out by this. Well, what, what ends up being Kurt Russell on an egg. Yeah. A big egg. Being <laughs> I was like, exactly what it is. I was like, are they channeling more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, at, well, at, that whole scene with rocket. There's a little man on a, on a, on a white thing. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Right. He was a little man, and they're like, "Was he really little?" Or well, it was far away. <laughs> well, and then they chase after him because he stole from them. Yeah, that's their whole reason. Right. So, so they're being chased, and and this and Kurt Russell's character, you find out, is Chris Pratt's Star Lord's real father. Yeah. Well, the the CGI on him as a young man mm-hmm. was incredible, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Though, I mean, it was like, oh my wow, gosh, right? it was. Incredible. Yeah. The computer wore tennis shoes, live it all over again. It was just, uh, <laughs> do you remember those movies? The Disney movies? I anyway. didn't, but I know, I, I remember hearing the title and I was like, oh man, I should watch that. I haven't seen any of his. You've his never history. seen the computer wore tennis shoes? I have not, no. Oh my God. He did a lot of Disney movies when he was He was, here. he was under contract for Disney. Oh, yeah. didn't he do Trump? No. No, that, that was Jeff Bridges. Yeah, that was Jeff. That, um, was, that was Jeff. That was another old guy. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> but, but no. his, yeah, speaking of CGI, his CGI wasn't half as good. The younger version of uh, of Tron when they made oh, him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think really. This, oh, yeah, because they made you know they showed yeah. him when he was young. 
But uh, yeah, I thought the the CGI on Kurt Russell was wow. It looked like I was just sitting there studying it. I was like, Nick, that's amazing. Yeah. That the the computer. I know it's not real, but it looks like he looked real. Yeah, and it and it moved very well. It didn't give you a creepy factor like some of the stuff <laughs> in. Uh, well, well, I mean, really, the, the that the that shot of Princess Leia in uh, the 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 Star Wars movie the, mm-hmm. at the very Remember? end, wasn't it? I'm sorry, what? I think it was Rogue One, wasn't it? No, no uh, oh yeah, I'm sorry, it was Rogue One. That's right. Where yeah. where the yeah she gets the plans after everybody else is dead, and she turns around and it's you know Carrie Fisher at 19 again, although mm-hmm. a little puffy, looks like she was bloating, but anyway. <laughs> You're talking about a dead woman. I, I am. I am. I am. And okay. So anyway, so Kurt Russell ends up uh, being Chris Pratt's father, which you know from the first movie, uh, his mother spoke of. You know that he came down from the sky and was a special being or whatever, and kind of yes, from the stars. From, from the, the stars. The exactly. Space man. Yeah. And uh, and so Kurt Russell takes him back to his planet to explain to him his purpose in life for the most part. Does he not? Is that, am I wrong or? Well, I, I think that's, um, he was telling him that so he would come, but clearly that wasn't the reason why he was there. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Well, then you find, well, then you find out that obviously Kurt Russell has, it, it's as with everything, this couldn't be just a happy family reunion because the picture would have been over in about 40 minutes right. and it would have been all puppies and roses and unicorns, you know? so um you find out the deep dark secret dun 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 of of what's kurt russell's character's name by the way i keep forgetting ego yeah ego yes how appropriate too he was pure ego yeah because they explain why he planted that thing in the beginning Mm -hmm. that flowery looking yeah he's planting him at all these different planets yeah and planting planting more than just that with seeds, I would it looks like. Um you come to find out. <laughs> well, you know, he was spreading the seed everywhere. Right. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was. It was just uh yeah, hose monster. Anyway. <laughs> I thought I thought that the when they were on the planet and he's showing them, you know, telling the story of how um he met uh Chris Pratt's mother and, and how they fell in love and, and then, you know, you know, uh, sequentially went to different planets and had different Mm -hmm. kids with different alien beings. I thought the whole, that whole setup was very bizarre. It was very like, um, going like on an Epcot ride, you know, watching the, you know, the eggs shift into these like weird wax looking, you know, people with no physical features I thought that was very bizarre. Like the way he's like illustrating it, like PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, by the way, this is what I've been up to. <laughs> it was I prepared so, this thing for yes, you. <laughs> I have this uh, slide for you, but really it's these weird eggs that change and morph. I, I thought that whole thing was very bizarre. But I mean, it illustrated the point, but I just, I was like, what is the point of this? I don't understand. <laughs> and why does everyone look so waxy? <laughs> But overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. So, yeah, so it, it, you know, it was an interesting story. And of course, is the, uh, goes along. I mean, two things you don't mess with, right? If you're Star-Lord, you don't mess with his, with his, with his iPod, 
with his uh, Walkman. Good Lord. Have we forgotten technology of the past? You don't mess with his Walkman. You don't mess with his music. And you definitely don't mess with the memory of his mother. Right. And unfortunately, an ego breaks both those commandments. And and our our Star-Lord, who was... um, Takes matters, I guess. Takes takes issue with that, and then breaks from that. Now, which 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 brings up one of the big big themes in this movie, and I was very, I found it very refreshing in a sense, without beating you over the head. Um, and, and Aaron, you touched base on it, I think, a little bit before, where you mentioned, you know, everything's about the family. We're family, but this really drives home, and I think really illustrates. You know, what is, what is family? Is family yeah. genetics or is family something else right. that you can be family without being blood? And, and, and this really pushes it home because there's, there's many themes in that level, to be honest. I mean, we've got, um, uh, Gamora and Nebula, mm-hmm. oh, that yeah. whole sister dynamic that where they were competitors, 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 you know, and at the end Nebula says, I didn't want, I didn't want to compete. I wanted a sister. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of drives home to Gamora a little bit. I think that yeah, maybe she, she was a little tough on her sister. Um, you know, the whole thing with Rocket and what you, you, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your friends and what do you really call family? And, right. and, and this I think really was, was very nice in the sense, especially these days with disjointed families and Who's raising who? Mm-hmm. Um, or whom? Or whom? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and the grammar police have just showed up, friends, and it's been I, a nice to hear my mother listening to it going, whom? Whom? Yeah. Especially the relationship between Star Lord and Yandu. Well, and, I, I, I love that. Main, that you was know? so sweet. And I really liked the fact the two sisters, you know, coming together and realizing they had a lot more in common than they thought they did. You know, they right. weren't just these two sisters that were battling. And, uh, and, the, and the whole story was so sad. You know, every time I lost, dad replaced a body part because I was a loser. And then, you know, so now I'm half robot. I mean, that was just heartbreaking. It yeah. was. And, and I really liked getting to see that she was more than just this robot that she played in the first Right, right. Just this plain killing machine dedicated to. Yeah, you, I got the impression in the first movie that the the enhancements she had were on purpose. Yeah, I did too. I did too. To to be that killing machine, to be that avenger, to be that killer, to please daddy, if you will, I guess maybe so. But that was interesting. And then and then we have the relationship, like you said, Britain with with Yandu and and Star Lord, where you find out why he never delivered him. Right. To his father. And they, they had a little bit of those flashbacks, I think, and when very close to the end when Chris Pratt is having the, the, the mental flashbacks of trying to break out of doing what his father wants him to do or what he was built or born for, in a, in a matter of speaking. Um, and, he, and he has those flashbacks to Yandu showing him how to shoot and how to do this and, and how it was always kind of an, you know, it was a portrayed early on as kind of an Oliver Twist thing. Well, yeah, you could, you could fit into small places. That's why we kept you. Right, right. You were good at robbing stuff and opening stuff up for us. Or he said, I'll eat you. Yeah, or I'll eat you. 
That was a joke, son. <laughs> we weren't going to eat you. We weren't really going to eat you. Well, I think I just I love uh, Michael Rooker's character. I think he was just fantastic. Well, and, and and that was a character that we we really saw develop too. Absolutely. Um, yeah. How, it, and even he was damaged goods in the sense that you you get some backstory of him that he was he was a Cree he was sold off as a child uh to be a Cree battle whatever he was uh what do they call him Uh, the the fire local people yeah it's right with an R didn't it yeah but he was but you know he was he was sold off to be you know to be put in the military you know so his parents sold him off and then he, you know, he had his enhancements and was put into battle for 20 years and that's all he knew. And all he really wanted was a family. And he kind of had that with Star-Lord. Um, and, and Star-Lord just didn't realize it. <laughs> well, right. I mean, it was one of those things where in, again, like so many things in life, unfortunately, you don't realize them. They're realized in retrospect. Yeah. And, and, uh, so it was very nice. I think in that respect, it was okay. I, I did love that theme though. I mean, as that was, as that came out and, you know, who is, and, and beyond just, you know, oh, we're guardians of the galaxy. So we're this group of people and we're a family. We really touched on some different branches here of that family tree. And it, it was very refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I even touched on that with even Stallone's character too. Like, cause you know, at the end they all showed up. Oh yeah, I respect to Yondu, all of them. Right, you know, like that was his family too. Oh, the Ravagers, right? So yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, what... spoiler alert! Yes, yeah, uh, there was a Ravager funeral. Yeah, it uh, was. <laughs> yeah. It was. <laughs> so uh... he... no, okay. That was that was really random. And he looked <laughs> remarkably well compared to like uh, the Expendables. Yeah, he looked ridden hard and put away wet. Yeah. Oh cow. So I don't know if he's had some like chemical peels or what. But I still couldn't understand what he was saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't saying Adrian, so nobody knew. Yeah. Well, and now that you know, now that brings up another thing because there were almost there were was there like almost three three credit scenes, if you will, like that's been Marvel's kind of signature of you know watch this because something else is going to come up, and we saw um, the one Ravager who was left. <laughs> um, trying to use Yondu's fin and and an arrow, learning that, which was that was kind of humorous. That was. Oh, that was that, that was, was super good. cute. Well, <laughs> and I loved uh, I loved him because he was almost like, um, he kind of looked at uh, at Rooker uh, as a father. You could tell that he was really loyal to him, and and you know, then he came back when they all kind of mutinied and said, you know, I didn't mean to start a mutiny. I'm really sorry. You know, I, I'm. You know, I just want you to know that I'm, you know, you're, you're who I follow and, you know, I didn't want this to happen and I'm going to help you escape. Yeah. You know, I, I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. Well, and again, it was kind of that, a, a little bit of sibling rivalry because, um, there's a slight mutiny of the Ravagers <laughs> Yeah. early in the movie where, um, they, they bring up the fact, Hey, you're always letting, letting this guy off the hook, you know, he's screwed us over on the bounty here. He, he, t- he took the, you know, we were supposed to get money for the infinity stone and he screwed us there and he did this and he screwed us out of that. And you keep cutting him some, some slack, yeah. you know, well, that was the whole first movie. Right. And he was, you know, what's going on here? And that sparks that mutiny, um, where he becomes a prisoner and gets thrown in with, um, 
Rocket and Groot. And uh, who else was captured? Who's, who else was left over? Just the two of them. Um, oh, okay. Uh, Nebula was there. Oh, and Nebula, right? Oh, but oh, she leads them though to a. To a kind of, yeah, she was kind of the leader at that point. She yeah. was kind of leading the the, the rogue group of Ravengers. So, Ravengers, excuse me. But, the other uh, relationship that I liked a lot too was the Drax and the Manus girl. You know. <laughs> 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 I thought that was really cute. Like, I know he was kind of harsh to her, but in the end, you know? Yes. He really did take liking he to did her. like her. And, you know... Even though well, she was ugly. Yeah. But beautiful inside. Yeah, but beautiful inside. Beautiful inside. Well, I love, I love that whole scene about... Oh, 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 I just... Oh, oh, I'm picturing you. Oh, 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 I was copulating. Oh. And, she, and she's like, what? All right. Well, and the Mantis character is, uh, she, uh, she comes along with, uh, Ego. Yeah. I would have liked to see a little bit more development on her. Cause I mean, it, where did she come from? Yeah. Cause it kind of was like, he just adopted her, but it really didn't say like, I'm guessing, you know, turning, you know, his character turning out to be this awful person that he probably kidnapped her from some planet. One of the planets he went to, I'm yeah, guessing. And just took her. Because she could make him sleep. Oh, right, right. Yeah, eased his mind so he could sleep because she was a telepath. Not a telepath. A emp- yeah. Empath. 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 Yeah. Yes, because it was all about emotion. Yes. Yeah. She could read emotion by touching people. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that was that was a that was the good comic relief. I thought, uh, you know, Drax being just Drax and blunt <laughs> and. Well, yeah. and, and just watching him laugh, it was like, yeah. so like, it was so insincere, but it was, it was just the way he was. Yeah, he was. <laughs> we all have friends like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was too funny. I liked it. I, I, I really have a hard time um, with people that are like, eh, it was okay. I'm like, I thought it was just, I thought it was charming and wonderful and like everything that you would want. A superhero movie to be. You well, know? they all just did so well together. Yeah. And there are so many characters you could like, right? Like, there's all those movies where you don't like half the ca- you know cast or right. half the people in it. But I liked the majority of people that were in it, even if they were insincere. Right. They were at least, like, <laughs> funny, you know? Well, and you understood that that was his how house he was. was. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when he climbs into that monster in the beginning, oh, look, I single-handedly <laughs> did this. <laughs> It's like no, you didn't. <laughs> I saved us all. Well, and that's um, yeah, I, I, I do, yeah, I. Uh, the Drax character is I. I wish we would have run with that a little bit more. Or they would have run with that a little bit more with the whole being more literal, but he's obviously learned not to be as literal. Um, he's learned sarcasm and. Right. Well, I think they covered a lot of that in the first movie. Oh, they did a little bit, yeah. At yeah. the very end. Yeah, what do you... <laughs> and then Metaphor. Groot was... Oh, so precious. <laughs> and, and and then there's little Groot. And, He's oh. so cute. I kind of... I, I got a kick out of... Out in the very beginning, he's just like the, trying to be that tough little guy. He's like picking... <laughs> he's like beating on everything. Oh, that opening sequence was fantastic. It was. It was just perfect. When he's trying to plug the... Uh, 
the male and the female uh, in to get the stereo working, and he can't quite get it, and then he does, and he starts dancing. Oh, God, that was And I love that precious. Rocket can, like, understand him. Yeah, I love that he's the only one. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. 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 I, I want to say that one time Chris Pratt answered him. Oh, yeah, at the end. When he, well, at the very end, yeah. When he was a teenager, and he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh, God, you're just a teenager. <laughs> well, that's... uh. Yeah, well, that was that was one of our end sequences, you know. So the, the little Groot is cute throughout, throughout, um, yeah. and I think that I mean that goes without saying. You, you see it once, and but he's out of the flower pot. He's out of the flower <laughs> pot where we left him in the last movie, um, at the end of uh, the first movie. Now he's out of the flower pot and running around and doing what he can do, which isn't much, but um, so he's <laughs> a little bit of that comic relief. But but uh, the the end sequences were um, Craglin which was the one Ravager uh, trying to use Yondu's arrow, learning to okay. use the fin and the arrow, ends up stabbing Drax in the throat. <laughs> and he runs away. <laughs> and then we had um, uh, the one with Teenage Groot in his room. That that, that was, was whole, fantastic. That was fantastic. So um, Groot playing on his little, what I guess would be an iPad or something of that nature, gaming device. Uh-huh. And, yeah, it was absolutely a video game of some sort. And uh, the interaction between him and Chris Pratt, you clean up your room. And it, there's the thing I love is there's just leaves all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and I, was, I was like, is he molting? Yeah. I was like, is, yeah. yeah. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> the other scene that I really liked with Little Groot was when they gave him the bomb. Don't press this button. <laughs> so, Groot? I am Groot? <laughs> no! And then he's like, does anybody have any tape? He's like, the scotch tape work? If you don't even have scotch yeah. tape. Why are you asking for scotch tape? If you don't even have it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that scene where they're uh, yeah trying to plant the bomb to destroy uh, Ego. And uh, yeah, oh, God. I mean, and, well, the thing I love about it is Chris Pratt is like flying around trying to find tape. Yes. <laughs> during this entire battle of trying to battle off the... the no, we don't have any tape. Will scotch tape work? Drax wants to know if scotch tape will work. Yes, any kind of tape. Well, we don't have any scotch tape either. I just yeah. we don't even have that. <laughs> Why are you asking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. The writing was on point. Yeah. It was just it was so well written. Their lines, you know, oh, they all had great one liners. Well, and you think, I mean, partly being that it's a sequel, their timing's down a little bit better. because you know, they've yeah, done it yeah. before. Absolutely. And, and, and I think really Chris Pratt is excellent at that. I think he oh, has his, his, his comedic timing and his, well, I he think works. he takes his work seriously, but mm-hmm. he kind of knows that he's, you know, getting paid to be a goofball. Right. I mean, well, cause it, he kind of channeled that character from oh, Parks and Rec. Oh my gosh. He, there were a couple lines we looked at each other and we're like, oh my God, it's Andy. Yeah. It, it was it was uh, just perfect. Where he was kind of he kind of plays this guy that's you know he knows that he's the leader and, and the the person that's supposed to motivate everyone, but at the same time he's just this goofy guy. Yeah. I mean, he created Pac Man. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's, I, I forgot about that. Ghostbusters. Imagine the one thing. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the one thing that you could be, <laughs> and he turns into Pac-Man. That was yeah. just oh, that couldn't have been greater. Right, but some great, you know, great storylines, great lessons. I think in this mm-hmm. movie, 
It, it is yeah. enjoyable to watch. I, 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 I got a little, I'll be honest. I had two big gulps during this movie <laughs> and I had to duck out for a bathroom break. Um, which is something I don't do, but this hour, this movie is two hours and 15 minutes. There had to be half an hour of trailers before oh. the movie. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. So halfway through my second big gulp, it was bathroom break time. It was. I think after like, I think after four, we were like, I wouldn't see any of these. And then after that, it started getting really great, which we'll get into, you know, about summer blockbusters, but you know, like the first four, I was like, I would never see these movies. These all look. Well, except we won't talk about Thor. Yeah. Well, that was one of the later ones. Because yeah. I think there were, there had to have at least have been seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. There, there were quite a few. And, you know, I, I, you know, I guess I don't think this way, but uh, uh, the, my coworker saw it at, at the North Shore, and the trailers there were a ton different from Oh, really? Menominee Falls. Oh. Did you, really? where, oh, you got, and you guys saw it in Madison, so. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, just the geographic, because yeah, we had all, all the types of trailers you would expect to see. Yeah, so you know, all like action movies, right? All, uh, the big you know, ones, yeah, yeah, like Thor and yeah, Star Rogue Wars. One and yeah, all of them that were coming out, or not Rogue One, excuse me, The Last Jedi. Uh, but yeah, every every single one that we saw was going to be a huge blockbuster. Yeah, so that was um, so yeah, so I I took a break. Um, at the point where things were a little bit slower on the planet, Gamora and, and, and Star-Lord were talking and there was some stuff, just blah stuff going on. So oh, I, when they were dancing, you missed the dancing. I, I miss, I missed the dancing sequence. <laughs> That's when my bladder gave out and I got back. I'm sorry. I said you made it pretty far then. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have probably... Yeah, but I was I was I was I was knee deep in the second big gulp, so it was. <laughs> Poor Britain left when uh, when they did the whole um, sequence with them jumping from planet to planet <laughs> to go to ego. Oh, yeah. with with the face was working. <laughs> you know, we're only supposed to do fifteen of these with you know without your body giving out. We're doing seven hundred. <laughs> they just saw all their faces morphing and getting you know eyes bugging out. Very much like, um, like a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, yeah, very much. It was. I, thought I came was... back to that and I was like, "What is going on?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "You missed it." Um, now the last, the last sequence in the titles, I, I, I am not a, a comic book reader, so obviously that collection of Ravagers or that group of people who got together for the. Uh, Ravager funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, did, did we get any? Did you get any feedback on that? Do you know what that's all about? I have no idea because okay. I, didn't, you know, honestly, until I even heard of this movie coming out, I didn't know there was a comic book. <laughs> well, <laughs> and the, of the galaxy, I had no idea. Well, because that last scene was with those golden people, mm-hmm, and she yeah. created something. Yes, but so. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, it sounds well, like going to be something it's like a birthing pod that's what they asked her yeah it's going to be like bigger and better apparently because the the whole that whole race you know it was very um brave new worldish where they uh were we uh choose the traits and the body type and the that's what they're perfect yeah Yeah. so we are perfect in every way in in our society too because we are amazing right and you're like no 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 
<laughs> you guys are gold. Come on. <laughs> You're painted gold. Can't take it seriously. Yeah, but I, I but I assumed that that pod was something about making that race even well. Because she asked that, and, and, she, and then she named it. I don't even remember what she called it. She well, called it Adam. Yeah, that's what she. Well, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess, they've never, my understanding, and just checking with my 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 super geek connections, and I say that lovingly, <laughs> they never really had their own book. Oh. They were, so they they were participants like, yeah. in other, but they never carried their own series. They were never their mm-hmm. own. Kind of, so, uh, which is why people were like, why are you making this movie if, with all these other, you know superheroes that are so well known so but obviously it's paying off uh marvel's making money hand over fist on this stuff oh yeah, yeah. well i'm sure there'll be another two at least well I, I mean I, they, left, well, they left it open-ended you know oh yeah yeah well you know you really you could take this group of people and, and really bring them anywhere oh yeah absolutely and i think I mean, that, the guardians of the galaxy you know they're right. gonna go everywhere that the the galaxy needs them right and they, you know, but they, I guess that's kind of, they would pop up here and there, you know, as, um, in, in different parts of stories or, but not necessarily, I guess, like the central figures, if you will. Um, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I really look, I mean, it, three years apart, we had 2014 was the first one, 2017 is the next one. So I'm assuming 2019, we'll see another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they'd be foolish oh. not to. But overall, um, enjoyable. How did you guys, overall, what do you think? Your yeah. Thumb, obviously a thumbs up. You know, like I said, you know, the writing, the the uh, CGI was amazing. The whole, uh, every single one of those planets, was, you know, whether it was supposed to be, you know, looking dystopian or this, you know, the Kurt Russell ego planet being this beautiful, lush, you know, you almost were like, okay, what's really going on? Because it just looks too nice. Well, it was <laughs> it was almost the, um, I kind of got a vibe from, um, oh, what was that Robin Williams movie where he dies? Um, oh. All uh, Things That Come or something like that? Or what was the? Yeah, All Dreams. Oh. Um, uh, think about dreams. Right. Uh, this All Dreams come through, I don't know. Uh, we're probably getting yelled at right now. Yes. <laughs> but, but yes, you're absolutely right. Then yeah. write us, send us an email and tell us we're bad. <laughs> tell us we can't speak well, that our grammar sucks. <laughs> but that but that movie, you're absolutely right. It was very much like a painting. It, mm-hmm. it was, you, you could almost um, see the, the colors mm-hmm. dripping off the trees and in the fields. Right. I think the other thing that they do well um, Marvel too, is you don't have to see all the movies to get what's going on. Or read the comic books. Or yeah. that too. But I mean, like, I don't remember a lot from the first movie, but I was able to keep track of the second. Obviously, other things click with you when you see the first one, but I thought it was really well done too. I would recommend it. Oh, yeah. What Dreams May Come. Okay. What Dreams oh. May Come. That was it, sir. Okay, I knew it was something about dreams. Right. Yeah, because yeah, realistically, you, you really don't. The the only well, I guess some of the backstory applies, but if you take this movie on its own merits, if you didn't see the first one, it doesn't take much to catch up and figure out what's going on. Right, agreed. So it can stand on its own, although it is it is better as a sequel. I mean, I think having that background and and getting 
having that in your in your pocket, if you will, just makes the understanding a little bit easier. But well, the whole group storyline, you know. Well, true, true. Why? Yeah, that's true. Tiny, you know. Why? Why? Is, why are they running around the small tree? Yes. Yeah, no, I thought I, I thought it was incredibly well done. It was just a, it was really just fun to watch, just a fun movie to watch. It's one of those that you know people always talk about. Oh, I don't want to think when I go to a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to be entertained. This is one of those movies where you can just look at it as the awesome spectacle that it is. You know, all the all the planets and all the bright lights and the ships and the you know there's just the costumes of everybody and and how they're all coming together and and uh, you know for the common good as well as you know being this family of uh, you know kind of misanthropes that all get together and just. You know, they, they want to do something good and they're all going to do it together. So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, definitely a thumbs up. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And I disagree with you completely. I was ready to watch it again. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, I, I will see it. I'll see it again. I just, I guess I didn't do backflips. And again, I'm, I'm hard to impress, I think. Um. You know, I'm, I'm just too critical on my movie watching. Like I said, last time we talked about movies, I was complaining that there were no pit stains on the Asian girl from sweating too much <laughs> in a movie about a giant gorilla. Come on. So. And why is her makeup perfect? Exactly. <laughs> Not why is there a 50-foot tall gorilla. No, we can accept that. <laughs> Somebody slap me. Um, <laughs> just So I, I do get a little critical on my movie watching. I guess I didn't know what to expect. I, I really did enjoy it. It was fun to watch. I probably will see it again on pay-per-view or cable or something like that. I don't know if I'll go to the theater again because um, I've experienced that once. But uh, you know, the, the other thing that that's, and this might have been part of it. Okay, there were six people in the theater. We went to the first showing on a Monday morning. Really? Well, and that's and, funny. and there were six people in the theater. Counting us. For people in a job. Well, <laughs> I, I understand that. We, we had the day off. We were celebrating a birthday, so we had the day off. And 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 I, and I think maybe that had something to do with it because there wasn't the, the crowd energy, if you will. And I'll liken right. it to a sporting event. And I think that's one thing I, I like about going to a movie theater is that you are in this and you've got the energy of other people. And whether that's them chuckling or laughing or, right. you know gasping, you know, <gasps> all at once. Right. That wasn't we present. Theater. There yeah. Was, yeah. There was, it was a seat. And it was a big theater. And then when we didn't even end up going until, you know, I told you we were going to go on Sunday, we couldn't even get tickets until that Tuesday. <laughs> hey, when I looked for tickets Tuesday, there was only like five or six seats left. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a, it was a full house. And yeah, I thought, I just thought it was so well done. I just, I really liked it a lot. I, I can't wait to watch them both back to back. Well, that would be enjoyable. I think, I think it's a, I think it's a movie that you should see the first time. You know, it's like a Doctor Strange. It's a movie that is just so beautiful that you need to see it on the big screen. You know, the, the volume of it, the, the colors, the lights, the, you know, just the costumes. It was just, I thought it was really, uh, I thought it was really neat to see it on the big screen. All right. So this, this you would say is. A great movie to kick off the summer movie blockbuster season. Yeah, and I was really surprised that it came out so early. Well, I I, I, I think Marvel Marvel does this though. Like the Iron Man movies all came out early. 
Um, the I'm trying to think. Yeah, it was either if we had a late Easter, like I think um, Captain America, one of the Captain America movies was, you know, late April for the start of it. The the Avengers movie was was um, a May release, early May, like a, um, um, Mother's Day weekend kind of thing. Trying to ride it through the summer. Well, I think if it kicks it off and it sets the tone and sets the bar, people can get weary of blockbusters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I don't, I haven't had anything that's made me want to run out and go see it aside from this movie so far Yeah, since, yeah. since last fall. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Um, I think Rogue One was the one I had to go see in the theater. And since then it's been like, we've gone to the movies, but it's not because I've had to go see this one or had to go see that. I said, we saw, I, I, I went and saw the, the King Kong Skull Island in the theater just because I was Jones to be in a movie theater. <laughs> I, I hadn't been in one for three months. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's me. So, but so we got a pretty good, I think we, we, they kick off though. I think what they do is they go after that, right? Let's set the bar. Let's get the bucks that we can get and, and, and reach them out. Cause like I said, some people might see this, they might see something else, but I think the money's there. People were ready for it. They were ripe for it. They wanted it. And well, considering like you said, everything has been kind of lackluster, you know, there hasn't really been that. <gasps> Oh my God, that's coming out. There right. hasn't been one of those movies, right? And for for a long time. So this was, you know, I think really th- since Rogue One, this was probably one of the most anticipated movies. And uh, but it's out early to kick off to the summer movie season. And there's, you know, I was, we we we've been looking at what's coming out this summer, and I'm going to say summer is that first weekend in May to Labor Day weekend. That's the window we're talking about. And I'm scrolling through what's out there or what's going to be coming out there. Yeah. And again, nothing, I shouldn't say nothing, but there's some stuff coming out worth going to. But again, I think the, the, the one thing this that's coming out that I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, in this time frame. And I hope I'm not disappointed. And I hate to, I hate to have this thought, but uh, Alien Covenant comes out. I have a hard time seeing you be disappointed with that. Is is did Scott direct it, or is he just a? Producer? This is Ridley Scott coming back to his to his okay, work. Okay, so he's going to do it. So okay. he is doing this plus what they're talking about. Two or three other movies after this. Oh, really? And he had originally said he would never do a sequel, and that's why he didn't direct any of the previous movies. Uh, but he did Prometheus, and um, which, love it, hate it, it has a little piece of the story overall in it. I I was expecting more out of that movie, and I think a lot of people were. Having, you know, I know you've yelled at me, you know, being a movie, the movie buff that I am, that is the one series that I have not, I have not seen. I just, which is odd because um, my father is a sci-fi freak and I just, it's just one thing I just have slept on. And I always, you know, you, before I went to see Prometheus, Steve 
basically explain, explain the first three alien movies to me so I could go to it and have some kind of, you know, uh, background as to what, what I was seeing. And well, I didn't even know that was part of the yeah, whole alien. And it, I think it's very interesting because I, I went to it and I went with somebody that had seen it, um, you know, all of them and was a fan of the series. And I had all these questions and he was not able to answer any of them. And I said, so is this kind of building on a different world? Is this, you know, these, these, uh, the pasty white people, um, you know, are clearly this new race or this new um, evolution of, of people that have, you know, oh, you're talking the, the engineers you're talking about? Yes, the engineers. Thank you. And I was very um, confused as to where their role was. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know. So where does this new alien fall in them? Well, um... Well, it's got to be kind of... Because well, it's, it's, it's post-Prometheus. Oh, cool. okay. okay. So I'm 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 an alien buff. I I I, I love you know, I got to take you back to the summer of 1979. <laughs> That's way before Britain. Way, way before Britain. <laughs> yeah, way before. Yeah. Way before UK. <laughs> That's right. This is this is pre This is pre UK. And I'm I'm a caddy. I, it was it was one of the summer jobs you could get before you were 16 and go work at McDonald's. So I'm working at the country club, and you'd carry a golfer's bags for 18 holes. Yeah. And I'll tell you how long ago it was. Six dollars a round. Oh boy. For a caddy, and that was good money. Six dollars plus your dollar tip. Uh, you were living large. <laughs> how you doing? Exactly. Well, you know. We'll take a gas in a movie. And cigarettes. You know, pack of cigarettes was 75 cents, maybe, not even. Um, you, could wow. go, you could go down to the corner gas station and buy the, the big bag of Geyser's chips and a Mountain Dew for 79 cents. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which explains my dermatologist bill when I was older. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, aside from that. So it's the summer of 79. I'm a caddy. You would literally, we had, it was a nice country club, but it wasn't the Bushwood country club. Okay. This was kind of the working class guys. This was newer money country club, um, corporate, corporate, uh, memberships for vice presidents and thing, country club. So we weren't always on our best behavior. (laughs) So all our, all the caddies are sitting together. I mean, we even had some, we even had some black guys that were caddies, um, (laughs) Which, which I tell you, which at some country clubs was like, eh, they didn't, they wouldn't let the black kids come, you know, or they would just kind of weed them out. But Ooh. so we're, we're sitting there and it's an, un, it was like, I think it was like ladies day. So it's like a Wednesday. I think ladies day was Wednesday and, and, and not, and not a lot of caddies were needed. So we're all sitting around and these two guys, the one guy we called space cricket, cause he was out there. This guy was out there <laughs> and He's like, into the galaxy gear, oh right? yeah, he was the space cricket man. He was, oof. but he was uh, telling us about this movie, you know, that had come out and he had gone and seen. And and he was one of the older kids. He was like 16, 17 years old. And we're all like, I'm 13. This is the summer of 79, so I'm 13 years old. 13 going on 14, 79, yeah, okay. <laughs> 
and you know, so this was my first exposure. That was a great summer for movies, for especially horror movies, because Phantasm came out that year. Oh my god! You want you want to see you want to space with a big silver ball. Mm-hmm. Best single narration of a movie ever given: Space Cricket Phantasm. It was awesome. Uh, <laughs> it just. <laughs> Uh, I would do an impression, but then we get lots of hate mail. Um, <laughs> because I don't know if I, I don't know if I could do it right. But it, very animated individual, and he loved that movie and um, and everything you could imagine uh, was in that. But anyway, so so we're talking aliens. So so Alien comes out in 1979. It's this sci-fi movie. It's on the it's on the heels of Star Wars and kind of space is big again. Science fiction and space is big again. You know, they're coming out with the, the new Star Trek movie was coming out, I think, that Christmas um, after being, you know, after 10 years of not having Star Trek except in reruns. So space was big. And my the neighbor, four doors down, Carol Hamilton, love the woman, a voracious reader, loved horror movies but could not go to them by herself. <laughs> Asked my mom if she can take me to go with her and her son, who was a year younger than I was, to go see this movie. And my mom says, well, sure, he wants to see it. You know, let's go see it. I am forever grateful for that decision because that movie just freaked me out, scared the heck out of me, and thrilled me to the point where I, if I was not a fan of horror movies before, I was now. Sure. It, it made that big of an impression on me because it was a good old-fashioned haunted house movie just set in space. Little sex, little sexual innuendos here and there, you know, that you'd hear on the, you know, being a caddy and all the guys together, you'd hear that kind of stuff. So there was nothing like that would like make your eyes pop out as a kid, but it was just, it was, it was scary. It was frightening. It was intense. And I loved it. It was yeah. just, I, I can't explain the the emotions that went through me watching that. We walking out of the theater like, oh my god, that was so good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the so I, I really enjoyed that, and the subsequent movies kind of obviously built on that. And I'll I'll take it up to three. Um, you know, there've been a lot of alien movies, Alien versus Predator, blah blah blah, that add to the mythos, but. The first three movies, Alien, Aliens, and then Alien 3, where they uh, end up on the uh, prison planet. Is that the one with uh, Winona Ryder? No, that's that's like the fourth one. That one, you can flush down the toilet, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, it had Sigourney Weaver in it. It had some interesting stuff, but the guy, who was the guy that played the general in that movie? Oh, recognize this wasn't uh, Paxton in one of those? Uh, well, he was in the second one. He was in the second oh. one. So, in my in my personal mindset, anyway, there's been a big gap, and then Prometheus comes out. And it's like, oh, we're gonna get some answers. We're gonna get some answers. You know, what are the where where did they come from? What are they? You know, what's this? What's that? And I think Prometheus put a lot more questions in people's heads, yeah, than it answered, and. It answered a few questions, a couple, but it didn't really bring it all together for you. 
So I have very high hopes for Alien Covenant. <laughs> but I've, I've felt this way about other movies before, and, and you ever get the feeling that they're trying... I don't want to be disappointed. I want to go see it. The premise of this movie is there is a colony ship being sent out to this habitable planet. Do you think it's that same planet that the the engineer was on? I I, I don't know. That's that's what's the most confusing part to me because, you know, in, in the beginning of Prometheus, that engineer takes whatever the green, the, the, the goo, bubbling goo, drinks it and like disintegrates into basic DNA and falls into the water. Right. And I think a lot of that, I think that was supposed to be Earth. That's what I say. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. Write me if you feel I'm wrong. Write me if you feel <laughs> I'm right. I don't care. Um, so this, they, they go to another planet and I've been trying to, I've been trying to stay away from it cause I don't want to spoil the movie for myself. So I haven't been reading a lot of reviews, but anyway, yeah. so Covenant is, Covenant's the name of the ship that's going on this long colonization trip. Uh, it's got 500 couples on it. Uh, and they're going to colonize a new world. Like I was just thinking, <laughs> I was thinking very, that. very similar, very similar, uh, in, in that sense. So there's a group of people who are kind of that advanced survey team before I think they wake everybody up right. and they go off to this planet. The, in the previous, in, in Prometheus at the very end, you know, that, uh, David, the Android and Elizabeth Shaw, played by Numi Rapace. Numi Rapace. Anyway, uh, sorry, I had to throw that in there. Um, take off on the alien craft off of that planet they were on. So what I think the theory here is, is that David has taken the alien ship and he has cultivated something on this new planet. And these people run headfirst into it while trying to colonize it. So, but this is a movie I'm really looking forward to because I'm, I'm hoping it has the thrills and the feel of the original. And it looks like it has some of that. Well, you'd hope if Ridley Scott is doing it. Well, you know, and, and, I, and, and he even said in a recent interview that he goofed up with Prometheus. And I think he's going to try and correct it, if you will, whether it's going to be by modifying the timeline or giving us a different timeline or at least trying to piece these things together for us. And, and part of the, the problem I think people who really enjoy the series and enjoy the movies are going to have is we keep looking back to that original and trying to look for answers in these movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this might bring bring it around. Because if you remember in the first, in the original movie, the computer... And is mother, the computer, that's the brains of the ship that runs everything. Um, and it's an acronym for something, but mother has mission orders that the crew is expendable and to bring back the sample. So in that first movie, somebody already knows about the alien life form. And, but you don't find that out till the very end that they were sent there basically as sacrificial lambs and at all expense, at, at, at the cost of anything, bring back this alien sample. 
so I think this is going to help round that out and bring that storyline or bring that arc around into the alien movie again. So, but that's the one I'm looking forward to. It comes out pretty early. It comes out next weekend, actually, from the time we're recording this. So by the time most of you are listening to this, we probably would have seen it already, but I'm really looking forward to that. I'm hoping it, it, it really, two things hold me back here. Danny McBride's in it. (laughs) Okay. Now I'm, I'm hoping, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's like, I wonder why he's going to an alien world. Um, so I, I, I don't, again, hopefully he proves me wrong, but everything I've seen him in is he's played that typical stoner role, you know? So maybe there's something more there that we can get out of it. Um, that and because I, I I also I worry about movies that get overhyped and right. get a lot of press, and I fell prey to that with the movie Cowboys and Aliens. Mm-hmm. I I fell into the hype. I wanted to go see this movie. This is going to be great, and it wasn't a bad movie, but man, it left me short. It did, well, especially especially. Flop. I'm sorry. Wasn't it a huge flop? Yeah, it- yeah, I yeah. would. <laughs> For being a John Favreau movie, I was right. expecting a lot more. You know, he just come off of Iron Man movies, and I was expecting a lot more. It had um, Daniel Craig in it, who I thought was awesome in in his versions of uh, the James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Awesome, I, I thought he had the character down. I mean, yeah, Connery's number one because he was the first, but Daniel Craig really hit it home for me. I thought he was really an awesome Bond especially one for the modern era. So, but right. I, I fell prey to that in Cowboys and Aliens. So I'm, I'm a little worried that I'm getting too excited about this movie, but I am looking forward to it. I'm, I'm hoping to be there opening weekend. I'll probably end up seeing it. It opens on the 19th of May, um, looking at what I can get done and when I can see it, I'm hoping to see it that opening weekend. Um, but we got family in town, so who knows? But anyway, so that's my <laughs> summer blockbuster that I'm looking forward to. Um, even though it kind of comes out a little pre-summer. How about you guys? What are you looking forward to? Uh, well, I'm going on the Edgar Wright bandwagon and saying Baby Driver. I'm really looking forward to that. I haven't done uh, much research on it because I'm kind of with you. I don't want to know a lot about it, but um, it stars uh, Ansel Elgort, which uh, he was the brother of the heroine in the Divergent series. And... Um, he plays a driver, and his name is Baby. <laughs> and uh, and he meets a girl and wants to get out of getaway driving, you know, kind of like a, a young uh, Statham and transporter uh, wants to get out of the get out of the game. And um, Kevin Spacey is um, the the evil overlord that says, you know, one more one more drive and. Uh, but I mean, it's got a million people in it. You know, John Hamm and Jamie Fox, and and uh, I think Flea's in it. I mean, I think it it just it's going to have a great soundtrack. It's going to be written well. I mean, I just have a I have some pretty high expectations. I think it's going to be phenomenal. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah but I didn't do it. I don't want to know a lot. I haven't even seen a trailer because I've really or I've seen the 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 pre-trailer. You know, that kind of tells you the story of how great a driver he is and, and, uh, and his abilities. Um, so he's, he's kind of a, a, a driving prodigy. Get yeah. A, getaway driver prodigy. 
Yeah, yeah, and he's one of those that, you know, can uh, spin the car and, you know, go into the truck or, you know, whatever the case may be. He's one of those guys that uh, that really knows his stuff, and he just wants to he just wants to be a regular guy and settle down with this girl, and it's, you know. And I'm assuming, I'm assuming he's very young. That's where the baby comes in. That's just his name. Oh. That's his name. But he is young. I mean, he, you know, he's probably in his early 20s. He, just, he looks like a baby. Okay. Baby face. <laughs> but it, I, I'm, I'm very excited about that. I also want to um, see that uh, Charlize Theron movie. Um, that I'm escaping the title of Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. That looks really good too. Yeah. I've heard it's uh, compared to like her being the female John Wick. I think. Uh, and we like John Wick. Yeah, and we oh, we love John Wick. <laughs> John Wick is good. <laughs> John Wick. Um, so I'm looking forward to that too. Just seeing that. Uh, um, I think it's post Civil War. New, uh, new, uh, not new. Uh, Berlin. Um, and uh, she's got to save or find out what happened to her fallen comrade. And, and uh, you know, again, she's just kind of a, you know, person that kicks ass and takes names. And I, I think uh, I think she's just going to be perfect in it. I, I have seen previews. Um, and, yeah, it looks like an action-packed, just nonstop and and you know what I think one thing I do kind of like about it, and I've seen her do in recent movies, and 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 forget about Monster with Charlize Theron, um, we'll take that one, just put that off to the side. But she's not afraid to look rough in a movie. Oh, clearly, yeah. Um, she she does take some chances. Um, for for being as attractive as she is, um, you know, this movie she kind of plays. It it looks like she kind of plays like almost like uh, uh, a wilting flower kind of at the end, like maybe she was, you know, super espionage, got by on her looks as well as her skills, but her looks got her into places. And now she's kind of got a little bit of that. What, what it remind me of was, uh, do you remember the movie Gloria? No. Oh, okay. Um, well, that <laughs> fell on deaf ears. <laughs> <laughs> I just think of the song GLO Riot. Well, it's um um it was, it was John, God, she was married to John Cassavetes. Um I'm gonna look it up here, so just bear with me, but um but kind of the same thing. She kinda of, kinda of, um I don't want to say past or prime, because that's not not the Yeah, don't go there, Steve. Right? Well, no, 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 no. I know, I know. Gina <laughs> Rollins. Gina Rollins, that's it. Uh where she kind of plays, um, a, a, a tough gal, but, but and I don't want to say middle-aged either, but you know, in Hollywood these days, anything past 25 is, oh, she's old, you know, right. um, there's, there's that stereotype, but, um, yeah. So it kind of gave me a little like Gloria vibe where, okay, we're a little bit older and we still have some of our looks, but you know, our, our age is showing a little bit and we're a little rough around the edges kind of thing. Sure. Um, okay, I'm rambling, but um, <laughs> Gina Rollins and Gloria, look that one up. That was uh, that was uh, that, th- yeah, that was UK one. So nineteen ninety nine. No, ninety nine. That'd be uh, UK plus ten. No, no, no. You're looking at the wrong one. You're looking at the remake. 
Mm. Oh, there was two of them. So it came out in the ninth, 1990? Yeah, this is 1980, is uh, with Gina Rollins. So. Oh, that was oh, yeah, 1980. Okay, I see. I see. Yeah. That was pretty A gangster's tough ex-girlfriend, Gina Rollins, protects an orphan Puerto Rican boy, John Adams. Uh, the mob wants dead. Yeah. She's fighting the mob. Yeah. That that's actually a very good movie, and and uh, for for its subject matter and the time frame and everything, but yeah. I think that really, um, uh, that's kind of what this the, the Atomic Blonde reminded me of a little bit, you know, um, tough old broad kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, um, can you tell we're doing this at the end of a long week? But <laughs> yeah, right. So, Britton, what do you what what do you what do you got for us? What are you looking forward to this summer? What's what are your favorites? What are you what are you looking at? I'm looking forward to Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, yeah. So that comes out in the beginning of June. And that preview I, looked really neat. Yeah, and Chris Pine's in it. Oh. So um, basically, he crashes in her island or where she was from, and tells her about what's going on in the world. She's never left. She was like the princess of the Amazon, basically. And he comes there and tells her what's going on in the world and takes her off her island to go kick some ass, basically. In a clear plane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm really interested in that just because you got to see a glimpse of her in Batman vs. Superman. Probably the best part of that movie was seeing her come in um, into there. And it's played by um, Gal Gadot, I think her name is. Gadot. Gadot, thank you. So Like waiting for her? So she's like, when I looked her up, she's in a bunch of the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, yeah, she's very good. Yeah, I haven't seen her before. I haven't seen any of those. So, but it looks good. I mean, I think it'll be a good um, comic book movie. I'm all about those. Yeah, <laughs> I would see it just for you know. I really find it refreshing. I'm, I'm glad we're referencing so many of these movies that actually had strong women female leads. Right. Um, it's really nice to see that. That uh, someone's paying attention, right? <laughs> well, it, it's kind of hard to make a comic book movie called Wonder Woman without having a strong female character. <laughs> yeah, right, touche, touche. But um, but no, I would you know at least they're giving her a shot. But and, and I think part of that is um, oh, cause, uh, part of that is you know bringing getting all these characters set up for Justice League. Yes, I agree. Right, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Which, yeah. I, which I think is late this year. It, that they comes out. Coming out, yeah. Um, I'm just I'm curious when we're gonna see the uh, the Aquaman movie. That's what I was gonna say. I haven't seen anything about Aquaman. Um, because and I'm, I'm gonna butcher his name. Um, the guy who plays is gonna play Aquaman. Uh, Jason, isn't he married? He was. Yes, Huh? I said you butchered it. <laughs> no, it's uh, I'm gonna. Is it is it Momoa? Yeah, you're right. Okay, is that how I? Pro- I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I don't want him to come looking for me and beat me up. Um, you're the they, first on his that's list. That's right, because they showed him in Batman versus Superman too. Um, right, you got a glimpse of him and the cyborg because you had the the whole handoff of the file from. Oh, that was Suicide Squad. I'm sorry. Um, but he was. I thought he was in. Um, Batman vs. Superman, you saw a little bit of him. I'm trying to think. There was a whole... Which movie... And, and you know what? This is where I'm getting them all jumbled together. Where you saw somebody looking at... 
files of the metahumans. Yeah, that was Batman versus Superman. Yeah, because was. Bruce Wayne's going through the stolen files from uh, Lex Luthor. Yes. Correct? And um, I refuse to see that. Yeah, it's not. Ben Affleck is no Batman. It, yeah, go to like, to like towards the end. That's when like <laughs> man comes in. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman, like just go past all of that <laughs> and get to there. Yeah, he is not going to do the franchise proud at all. No. I mean, it's going to be just DC bombing again. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh you know what? I'm sorry. You know, Aquaman doesn't come out till next year. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So maybe I read Justice League incorrectly, but uh, I'll have to go back and double check my. Uh, yeah, but um, but Jason Momoa played uh, the Great Khan, and uh, you watch Game of Thrones? Anybody? 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 No, I'm okay. sorry. Um, the gals love him. I know that. The gals love him. <laughs> you know. Oh, is he the is yeah. he the what white guy? Um, not not literal white guy, but is his, <laughs> isn't his name White or something like that? No, 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 no. He played uh, the Grand Con. Um, that uh, <laughs> the he was in Game of Thrones. He was married to um the Dragon Lady, right? You're right, you're right. He was he was the Con that got married to the Queen of Dragons. And then uh, gets killed off. Uh, he's also got a TV series on Showtime. I know. Um, I, 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 one of the cable channels, he's got a, a show, a Frontier or something like that. And I, I feel bad because I can't find it right now. And I'm, but, but yeah, the Aquaman movie doesn't come out till later. Um, but we get Wonder Woman this summer. I mean, and, and Gal Gadot running around slaughtering people. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. She was, she, she was, she was the bright spot. I would agree with you, Britain, in in the Batman versus Superman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, easy on the eyes, but still um, very capable and formidable, and came across as that. So, yeah, definitely. Um, um, and yeah, plus whatever comes out this summer is, uh, like I said, it's it's going to be. A, I think it's going to be a long, dry spell. I don't think we're going to have any huge. Blockbusters, I think Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is is what it, it, nobody's going to match it this year, aside from maybe the Star Wars movie. When that's, it comes, yeah, to it's not till Christmas. <laughs> and, well, right, and that's not till Christmas, and that's just gonna, Thor. Yeah, you know, and that was fall too, wasn't that it? That was November. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's late. I don't. Yeah, there really wasn't much else really that I was yeah. surprised because it looks like everything's really coming out towards the end of the year. Yeah, there aren't really any blockbusters. I mean, I I think the only uh, superhero movie isn't it Spider Man? I think that comes out in July. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah, Spider Man Homecoming with another new Spider Man. Yeah, well, I, and you know, it's I really liked him in Civil War, but that whole franchise is just yeah. It, I have just not gotten into it. No, me neither. You know, I just did not. Uh, I did not find. Toby McGuire believable. Um, I yeah, I just did not enjoy. Garfield was okay, um, but yeah, I it's it's it. They all kind of left you. Yeah, all right, it was okay. And they're making another Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know it's gonna be good because Wahlberg's wearing glasses, <laughs> so he must be smart. <laughs> we saw the trailer. That that was one of the ones that I was like. <gasps> No, when we when we were waiting for the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy to start, I was like, yeah, no. 
I'll probably end up seeing it just to say I saw it, but I noticed that they brought uh, Megan Fox back, so she must have uh, made peace with uh, Michael Bay. Well, you know, I I, I think that to me, the franchise has played out. I did enjoy the first Transformers movie. Mm -hmm. I agree. That one was good. It was entertaining. You you had the, you know, uh, what's his face? She of LeBeouf? LeBeouf? Whatever. Um, That that goofball. (laughs) Yeah, he disappeared. You know, he'll be the one who'll write me. I won't get one stinking email off this whole podcast for doing it for 10 years, but that nut job will write me. Uh, (laughs) Well, he's got the time. He's got the time. Nobody else wants him. Um, The whole, him channeling his teenage Woody Allen, if you will, in that movie, what was enjoyable, you know? Huh? A child molester? (laughs) I'm sorry. It was in poor taste. It was in bad taste. I just, oh, that's <laughs> in poor taste. <laughs> I was like, think of what I think of him. Uh, like, but I mean, the 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 nervous ticks, the the always being nervous, not knowing what to say, not having any experience with right. women, kind of that right. uh, the you know the Woody Allen and Sleeper kind of thing. Sure. Uh, that that was entertaining. That was that was very entertaining. The storyline wasn't too bad, uh, but. You know, the, the whole, uh, John Turturro, in, in addition to that, as some of the comic relief. The first one was good. Second one, okay. eh. And everything else, I mean, the only yeah. reason I saw the third one was because part of it was shot in Milwaukee. Oh, that's right. Um, that. Right. They, they were supposed to use some of the, they shot some stuff at the Century City site, which is the old A.O. Smith place. Mm-hmm. Um. And that didn't make it, but they did use the, uh, the Calatrava, uh, designed extension circus, mm-hmm. uh, sale de soleil, uh, extension to our art museum in right. there. That was the car museum that Andrew McCartney, uh, Andrew McCarthy, McDreamy, whatever his face is, um, um, where they had the cars and his museum or whatever it was. And, and, and they shot it very well. They showed it very nicely. And I think they really, um, gave us a little bit of props there, but. That was really one of the only reasons I went to go see it to see what parts of Milwaukee kind of they used and if you could recognize them as such and make that claim to fame. Um, I, I did see the Mark Wahlberg one because Barbara likes Mark Wahlberg, although I don't think we saw it in the theater. So this one, I don't know. I, how much more can we take? Mm. I know. These, these alien machines. And, the whole, and, and it's the same theme just shoved down your throat. If we're going to survive, you must die. You know, it's, okay, we get it. Yeah. yeah. Just like the last time. Right. <laughs> yeah. When, yeah, that was another one when we were in theater and they showed the preview. I'm like, <gasps> no. <laughs> but yeah. I probably will end up watching it, you know, just because yeah, I like the... lead head action movies. You know, the another thing that's coming out that I, I do have some interest in seeing this summer Although I do have a big problem with movies based on true historical events, trying to depict them is Dunkirk. Oh right, yeah. Um, I've heard a lot of people, uh, a lot of critics, especially uh, the guy that is on PBS with the or um, NPR, excuse me, uh, with the little list that, that that does the movie reviews. He can't stop talking about it, and it looks and, and I really like the way they have uh, marketed it, just in terms of. Um, being very minimalist, you know, I mean, Christopher Nolan has attached his name to it and everyone, you know, everyone's jonesing for another Christopher Nolan movie and they haven't really showed a lot, but 
it makes you kind of, oh, that would be interesting. And then, you know, as ignorant Americans, oh, you mean that was a war? Well, yeah. <laughs> well and, and this is a movie that I, I hope does justice to that. Because cause really it's, it's a movie about the resolve of, of the, the people of Great Britain. Right. Um, that, that time frame in history, you know, before the United States got involved in World War, it's a miracle. Before the United States gets involved in World War II, they figured, figuratively and literally on an island. And not to buckle under what was, at least early on, a superior force. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, just the, uh, you might, they might have had, well, just that whole beachhead scene that they show. You know, you might have, you know, 100,000 people on a beachhead, but then you have, you know, 100 guys flying planes just picking them off. (laughs) I mean, they really... They really, uh, I think, just in the the previews that are getting, you know, more revealing, they're really showing that, hey, you know what? The odds were stacked against us, and watch out. Right. I think yeah. I think this will be a feel good movie for the people in, in in the United Kingdom. I think, hopefully, oh, uh, yeah. and, and a reminder of you know what 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 you can do or what can be done with with resolve and. Um, but yeah, that's a movie. I did. I always have a problem though with movies that try to portray historical events. Yeah. Well, especially Be- a war movie. Yeah. Because you got to throw some Hollywood in there mm-hmm. and you've got to make it, you know, otherwise it's a documentary. <laughs> so you throw the Hollywood in there and then all of a sudden that becomes people's reality. Right. Um, and Harry Styles is in it. All the little, uh, little girls want to go see that. <laughs> so, but that would be one that, uh, that's one that, yeah, I think, although it might be a little tough to take if it's got a little bit too much of that pr- saving private Ryan, you know, opening sequence it in it. Very, yeah. I'm wondering how, um, how comparable it's going to be to that, that first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of right. saving private Ryan was just a spark. Oh, just, and, and, and you know, really, really brings home the atrocities that happen in war on both sides, mm-hmm. you know, how brutal it is and how random it is and how, you know, ugh. um, and hopefully we never, never, ever, ever do that again. But, um, but so Dunkirk is, like I said, I'm, I'm really mainly from the subject matter being a little bit yeah. of a history buff. I'm really, I'm looking forward to gun, Dunkirk, Dunkirk. Uh, I want to I just hope they do it right. <laughs> of course. And it's interesting that they brought uh, Kenneth Branagh back. I mean, where the heck has he been? He's been on the stage somewhere. He's been here and there. He was in some Harry Potter movies, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, but, you know. And, no, no, no. Uh, it's his wife. Was he in Harry Potter, too? Yeah. He played, uh, oh, I want to say he, he was... Uh, yeah, he had a part in it too. I I can't remember which one, but he played the uh, the gathering uh, old man. <laughs> no, no, no. He played uh, the very flamboyant. That wasn't he. He was the uh, the dark arts teacher or defense of the dark arts teacher for one of the episodes. 
um, where he was very flamboyant and got all the news headlines because all the women loved him and he wrote the book that all the women wanted to sign and, and, um, and he ends up being like a total fraud. Oh, what, what can I, I let me look it up, but he was, yeah. one of the, all blending. I'm not even seeing uh, him listed. I'm looking through his credits and I'm not even seeing one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, Britain. They all bleed together for me. Yeah, they, they do too. They're entertaining, but I wasn't, you know. And then I saw that they're making another Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. That's another one that they need to stop. Just stop. Just stop, right? <laughs> stop. Yeah. No, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. That's a second one. Oh, that's yeah. a second one. Okay. Yeah, that's early on. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, but he comes out and uh, Dunkirk. You know, there was one other one that was coming out this summer that I really, really caught my eye. It was a little bit later, but um, he was Gilderoy Lockhart. That's it, Gilderoy Lockhart, and uh, Defense of the Dark Arts teacher. Um, oh, the Mummy. We that was the la- that was the other one oh, that uh, yeah. that uh, we saw some previews for during um, Guardians of the Galaxy two. Um, if I can get past my Tom Cruise, eh, I, I, it looks amazing. It, I mean, it, it looks uh, the special effects, the just the way it's laid out. But you don't know if there's any content. You know, you look at that movie and it's you know, um, you know, she's blowing the place away, but you don't know if there's any kind of content behind it. Well, that's that's. It, it, I love, you know, it's a Universal movie. So Universal owns the right to all those, the Frankenstein, Wolfman, Dracula. Oh, really? They, they still own the rights to that stuff because they, and, you know, they rebooted it with Brendan Fraser quite successfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, wow, that's been almost 20 years. Okay. Uh, really? ni- 1990 and 2001. Oh. And then they did the stupid Dragon King one, Tomb of the Dragon Lord, but. Uh, Scorpion King. There you go. I was like, Dragon King doesn't sound right. Scorpion King. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that was. That was when the Rock came, right? Yeah. Oh, but that was uh, wasn't it? Oh, that was in the yeah, but that was in the Mummy Returns, where he played yeah. the Scorpion King. They're not affiliated. Well, no, no, he was. That was the. Uh... No, he was. He he played the Scorpion King in the Mummy Returns. But then there was also a movie, The Scorpion King. Yes, there was. Which yeah. was not affiliated with this. But, but you know, Universal owns all the rights to these monster movies. And they are by far, Universal has been in and out of bankruptcy, bought out, this, that, the other thing, so many times. And it's always these horror movies that seem to pull them out or having the franchise rights to these and selling them. So I really, really want this to be a good movie. I don't want it to be a special effects, which, I mean, there's a lot of special effects in it, but I want it to be a good movie, a good story. I don't want it to be Mission Impossible with a mummy. Right. Yeah. Which I kind of got a feel for. I think that's what it's going to be. (laughs) Because I I do enjoy going back to basics, you know. Um, That's why, and we talk about horror movies and vampire movies. This was out a while, but did you guys ever see the movie Shadow of the Vampire with um, Willem Dafoe and John Malkovich and um, Eddie Izzard's in it? Um, really? And no. what it is is it's 
it's a very, it's an interesting take. It's, it's kind of an art film, I guess. Um, I don't think it did great numbers box office wise, but seeing as we're talking about horror movies, I'm going to bring it up, even though it's not going to be a summer blockbuster, but it was, um, it was a movie about the making of the movie Nosferatu and the twist they put on it is that John Malkovich, John Malkovich is the director of this movie. And he actually hires a real vampire. So Willem Dafoe plays the vampire who was played in the movie by Max Schreck uh, in the original Nosferatu. But the premise is is that it wasn't an actor. It wasn't an actor acting. It was a real vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, you did such a good job sucking the blood on that. Well, it was... was, uh... You know, and, and the, he keeps making excuses for the actor because he won't, you know, he'll only shoot at certain times and he's acting very strange. He never comes out of character. And so he keeps making excuses. Well, he's, a, you know, he's a method actor. This is how he perfects his craft and he lives his part. And, <laughs> but, but at the end, it, it, it's, it's really an interesting movie. So if you ever see the, the black and white silent version of Nosferatu, and then you watch, you have to see that. I think you almost have to see that before you watch this movie to get the nuances out of it. Um, but it is, it's, it's very well done. Um, uh, so why did I bring that up though? Mummy Universal monster movies. That's why. So, but that was uh, a while back. So if you have a chance, I, that's a recommendation for me. Watch Nosferatu with my, Max Shrek, which was kind of the first Dracula movie. And you know, the reason they had to call it Nosferatu was they they started filming this movie trying to negotiate the rights for Dracula from uh, Bram Stoker's widow and never got it but they made the movie anyway right and so they didn't name it Dracula they named it Nosferatu um because if you it's it's Bram Stoker's Dracula right right uh and i think they ended up lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit ended up paying the estate some royalties for it finally at the end of it all but uh um so really the first vampire quote-unquote movie um before even dracula came out in 31 and uh but yeah it's great it's 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 really good malkovich of course is phenomenal in it and eddie izzard's got a part in it and uh willem dafoe plays max shrek the vampire and uh very good at that too so very enjoyable movie to watch if you're a movie if you're a horror movie buff so right right so well i i think that's all we got is that it yeah Yep. We're wore out. There ain't no more talking to be done. So, um, <laughs> all right. So just, uh, just to recap, this is, you've been listening to the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast with your host, me, Steve Italiano, co-host Aaron Koenig, and our guest again during our movie periods, Britton Thompson. Yeah. So ladies, thanks for joining us. I'd like to thank, thank you, you for joining us, uh, for listening. Those of you listening, if uh, you'd like to drop us a line, our email address is listenup.com. MKE at yahoo.com. And you can get uh, this podcast and all our podcasts either through Apple uh, iTunes, the Google Play Store, as well as our homepage, which is the, which is listenupmke.podbean.com. So again, thanks for listening. 